0: Casually. <laughs> Gas station notary. Why not? Gas station, yeah, why not? Hello, welcome to Hysterical <laughs> History. <laughs> I'm Alexis. And I'm Haley. And this is Hysterical Hyster- History. Hysterical We need to come up yeah, with a remember? second byline. It's a podcast. It's a, it's a comedy history podcast that's mostly comedy and history-ish. Broad perspective. <laughs> a broad amount of random history. Random. Very random. Uh, also, we might be tired or out of it during this episode, because we just got our second dose of the vaccine. Whee! Also, I didn't sleep last night. And we got it about uh, four hours ago, which is when they're like, now your symptoms happen. So we'll <laughs> see if halfway through the episode, one of us starts getting a fever and chills and has to pass out. I mean, it's up to the listeners. Guess who got the symptoms? <laughs> Just based, it's a fun game to play. Based on behavior, you can <laughs> play along at home oh, and no. decide when we become not ourselves Yeah, we enter an altered state. We love assistance in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what are we talking about today? I mean, I know because <laughs> we like had to drive to um, Moses Lake, to my hometown, to get it um, and then drive back. So it was like five hours of driving. So we've talked a lot today. Mm-hmm. And within that time... Uh, I I have repeatedly apparently brought up related topics to your topic, so then you just told me what it was. <laughs> yeah. like What was one of them? Um, Legally Blonde. I'm like, Legally yeah, blonde. we're going to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> yes. It, it wasn't, it's not a big subtopic. Sure. Uh, but it's in my notes. Like, right. bring up Legally Blonde. <laughs> bring it up. We have to bring up movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> today we're talking about the color pink. Pink. Color. Pink. The only, Exclamation The mark. only thing I know is they're like, it used to be for boys, and then they switched it. Yeah, that's, that's all the, I know. The, the famous thing about it. Yeah. So I have um, a whole bunch of different sources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <Ooh. laughs> really it's fun. not a good start. <laughs> uh, including uh, Cabinet Magazine, The All. Mm-hmm. Um, AWL. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and under the moonlight, which is like a art under art style the moonlight. blog, one of the sources nice. I didn't I forgot to mention which one, but one of them had the best note I've seen on a historical topic oh. post. Interesting, uh, and it says note one sentence of this article contains facts that are fictional, all others are verified, and then it doesn't tell you which sentence it is. Facts that are fictional. First of all, oxymoron, right? <laughs> yeah. And then second of all, how mysterious. Which one? What? It's a gosh upon. <laughs> which Which one's not real? What could it be? So I'm going to say a lot of things, but know that one sentence in all the things I read <laughs> could be wrong. Is definitely wrong. And you maybe included it. You don't know. I don't know. Mysterious. This is like an April Fool's Day of like where's it's, find the mistake. It's so fun. I couldn't believe that when I. Remember. It was like where's Waldo of like what did I lie about? And just so you know, one of the facts is incorrect. It's like what you'll never know. <laughs> oh, so how trickster of you. Yeah, we're gonna talk about pale shades, usually between red and magenta. Red, magenta, magenta, <laughs> and all that's in between. Uh, yeah, depending on what language you speak, you uh, you might call it light red, Or, right. or whitish red. We were talking about that in the car. That it's like pink isn't you know super common color to yeah. just see around casually, except for right now here because of all the cherry blossoms. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not that popular of a color in nature. Yeah, you're, you're more likely to see red flowers than pink flowers for sure. And uh, it's also like. Like you said, light red is like that. Yep, that's what it is. And a lot of languages that do have a term, it's usually a flower color, like carnation. like violet. Like not actual violet, but how violet is a flower and then also the Mm -hmm. name. Like rosé. rose, Rose, Rosa. Rose. Is is a lot of romantic languages. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, We call it pink. Pink. You don't need a word for pink, like... English doesn't have a word for light blue. Right. It's yeah, just... there's a lot of, like, you know, colors like that that it's, like, there's not really a name. Like, there's probably, there is, like, a, one if you, like, look. Yeah. But not that you would say regularly. You're not like, oh, look, it's cerulean. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Very specific terms. Yeah. Like, robin's egg. Right. Cyan. It's, like... They just say light blue. No one says yeah. People just say light blue. It's such mostly. a yeah specific thing. Whereas pink is a range. No, it's ox blood. It's like it's ox blood. No, dude. <laughs> uh, one of one of my sources was talking about there was a 17th century Chinese word for pink. Oh, that translated to foreign color. Oh, interesting. Which, so they were getting <laughs> goods of some sort that were pink. Yeah, part and they were of me like, that's weird. Really wonders if it's fascinating. Is it Japan? Maybe. But I mean, by that time, they've got like the Silk Road. So I would assume maybe from like the Middle East. I don't know where they have a lot of pink. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it was that's just what the source happened to be dated to or if like that was a new word introduced. Sure. Because it could be foreign color and be thousands of years old. Right. That is interesting to me because it's like, one, that they're like, we don't have this, (laughs) you know, obviously. (laughs) And then two... I would assume, like, because now I'm trying to figure out what it could be, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, I just immediately assume it's, like, dyed fabric. Yeah. Because it's probably pretty easy, you know, with, like, reddish kind of dye to make it pretty light pink if it's, like, white colored, right? So it's, like, maybe it's, like, a blanket or wool or something. And they were like, oh, it's it's a weird color. Yeah. Because China, very famously, really likes red. Yes. It is their go-to. Pink is, it feels like a more modern thing. Right and and red so like robust and strong and you know yeah. intense and communist <laughs> they love also it communist. so it really just worked out that they already liked it but yeah the uh, the availability of pink in nature it shouldn't be too surprising that places like Japan have several words for pink right it's just. What's available? Sakura, mm-hmm. the cherry blossom. We've driven past so many uh, sakura trees. Yeah, because well, they're they're in bloom, right? And now. we and we uh, went to UW that one time um, mm-hmm. just to go see the cherry blossoms yeah. because. They were all in bloom, and, like, it's very adorable when they first start blooming, and then, like, a bunch of people, uh you know, mostly East Asian people, yeah, come to, like, see them and, like, feel close to home, and it's very adorable. Very soft and nice. It, and it's beautiful. Like, it looks, it's really nice. It's so pretty. Flowering trees are really pretty, and especially cherry blossoms. I wish they lasted longer. Yeah. I wish there was, like, a version of cherry blossoms that just was the whole like, year. Perennial, yeah. Right? Uh So, Christina... Olson, director of the Williams College Museum of Art, uh, tries to explain pink scientifically. Okay. Because it isn't red. Sure. Uh, on the spectrum, like, like spectrum. Right. We see pink, but it's not like its own wavelength mm-hmm. like the other colors are. Sure. It's a extra spectral color. Oh. Which means other Sounds colors like have to be mixed to create it. Right. So when you see Pink, you're seeing shades of, like, yellow and red and blue all mixed together to make this new thing. Right. Instead of, like, a primary color, it's, like, secondary, tertiary where it all mixes together. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. One of the things I was thinking about the whole time I was looking at pink Mm -hmm. was that Project Runway. It's effing Uh, red. It's effing red. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's like it's this um, this beautiful blood orange yeah. color. It's effing red. It's like blood. She's so pretentious. <laughs> yeah. It's red. And if you look at pink long enough, you're like, it is just red, isn't it? It's just light red. It's this desaturated red. Yeah. You took you just took the <laughs> took the saturation down, graded out a little. Added added more white or gray or yeah. yellow, maybe a bit of blue. Okay. Bye. And just like yeah. And actually, one of the comments I was I had to relook up the clip, because I'm like, I just mm-hmm. need to see it again. <laughs> but one of the comments pointed out, technically, it is isn't red or blood orange. It's vermilion. Oh, the color? The color that sure. she holds up. It's its own special oh, color. The like color nerds are someone like... Someone <laughs> else has to come in here and be like, it's vermilion. Um, actually. And I say, it's effing red. <laughs> it's effing red. <laughs> I, I'm actually kind of interested that Pink didn't have a name just because, like... There's human body parts that are like pretty pink. Yeah, and it's especially uh, like lips. It doesn't, it doesn't have a word in uh, for English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should say. But even then, I mean, it's it just seems weird with like with lip color. Like a lot of yeah. uh, with pale skin, a lot of lip colors are pretty pink. Mm-hmm. Like pre- and pretty, inarguably pink and not red. Right. And it's it's really it's weirdly difficult to research like. The history of the word and, <laughs> like, like, other cultures that are non-Western-based. Oh, of course. Because it is such a political color and it's so based. Oh, because of gender stuff? Yeah, like, gotcha. it's so, it's, like pol- it's polarized. Right. Uh, and, I mean, a lot of cultures, too, are, you know, who maybe have older words, like, don't, mm-hmm. um, didn't have, like, strong writing culture. Like, that's the problem with a lot of things for yeah. historical stuff is that it's, a lot of it's, um... Spoken, And so then we don't know because nobody wrote it down. A lot of pop culture knowledge of pink and the stuff that's easily accessible in English uh, is, like, very different from uh, what is available throughout the entire world. Yeah. Just because when... People in the West are looking at pink. They're looking for a very specific answer. Yeah. Uh, and not just a broad history. They're like, is pink for boys or girls, yes or no? Right. And when did it be boys and not girls and when is switch and stuff? And when. Yeah. Right. Because uh, like I said, that's the only thing I know. In the answer to that, let's go back. Let's do it. Let's go back. Let's do history time. Mm-hmm. So ancient Greeks and ancient Romans did not have a color pink mm-hmm. although they had um, sometimes in like the literature like Homer he'll refer to uh, like a rosy dawn okay perhaps uh, so somebody was like oh the Greeks had a pink right but uh it's like a sunset color yeah it's it's more of a bright red like mm-hmm. sunset color yeah. it's not pink as we would think of it yeah that's a pretty vibrant pink yeah. Uh, it's often employed to describe makeup on women. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it might be kind of pink, but often it's, you know, very red lipstick. Right. Well, and, like, the term for, like, blush, the old term is, like, rouge, which is, like, red. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it comes off pink. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking, like... um Cheeks, you know, like when your cheeks flush, like if you're pale skin, it's very pink looking too. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, I guess there are natural pink just on the on the yeah. human body instead of what you're looking at, like in nature stuff. Yeah. So maybe they're like, we don't care about naming that as much. Yeah. Or just you with without, uh, I don't know, without a culturally established color for it. Yeah. Uh, you would just say, I don't know, it's red. Sure. It's like a light Close red. Enough. You'd say it's a light red. Yeah. Maybe. And it's, like, how often are you way back in the day describing people's, like, lip color? (laughs) Less than now, you know? Or, like, the other day when you showed me that you bought a lip color the same as, like, your blue hair. And I'm, like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But it's, like, yeah, that's much more of, like, look at my new lip color, you know? Mm Because, like, that's how cosmetics are. And that they're, like, you know, kind of, you know, unnatural, like, wilder colors now. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like, back then, it's, like, oh, yeah, your lips look more red, I guess. Yeah, like we we don't have as many <laughs> available tools or materials to create uh, those looks with. Yeah, it's like what you can find in nature. You so it so look how it looks. We don't have complicated chemical factories. To Wipe make this look. coal on your eyes, and it's fine. <laughs> it's where we you call, call it look coal. Dramatic. <laughs> uh, so pink wasn't a common color in fashion or art in Europe until like the fourteenth century. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, you know, why?
1: <laughs> why?
0: Why? It's so much effort. Because a lot of, I don't know, seeded European culture was via Romans, et cetera. Yeah. No, I mean, like, why would you make pink? But, yeah, why would you <laughs> make pink? It's, especially when you can have those, like, vibrant, deep colors of, like, that good red, like, good, bright, vibrant red. It's like, why pink? It just looks like Partially dyed. Yeah, it looks like you tried to make red and you were too poor looks, to do it. Yeah, it looks undone. You couldn't mm-hmm. afford all the dye you needed. <laughs> it's like a sad peasant color. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, it didn't hit big time until the 18th <laughs> Century. The big time. The big time in the 18th century is when pastels and like mm-hmm. bougie court culture right. becomes a thing. Right. This that's why I was surprised about um, Marie Antoinette and you mm-hmm. doing like the piece about that Peace. because. You know, in my mind, it's those kind of more pastel colors. Mm-hmm. It's more kind of feminine colors, I guess. I guess when you are ultra rich, you can you can have a color Any for of every week, right? I'm sure she had pastels too. <laughs> yeah. I just think about like the Marie Antoinette movie with Kirsten Dunst, which mm-hmm. I know is not like accurate, obviously, but like it's a lot of pastelles, and it's like yeah, because that's what was going on. Yeah, because they like found a way to make pastels look really, uh, really it. And, like, even. Because I bet that was hard, too, for, like, to get it to, to be that, like, light and the same all the way around. And to uh, have colors that stay and, like, maintain. Yeah. Even though they're, like, diluted, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was both genders. Everyone sure. wore pink if they wanted to. Uh, all the people. And, like, same thing with puce. When it becomes an it color, everyone wears it. Right. Uh, and uh, it, it became the it thing. Pastels were the big thing. Uh, but mostly the rich... When artists a little bit earlier in the Renaissance mm-hmm. uh, started using pink to create face colors and like face colors. Face <laughs> colors. It's such an interesting to paint way white, to say it. Figuring out how to paint white people realistically, which is not something that had really been done. Yeah. I uh, mean, white skin tones are so weird. Like, you know, anybody who's colored before (laughs) and you're trying to like color and like as a white person you're like peach i guess but it's like that's not right it still looks kind of strange light red isn't quite right pink is not right just pure white isn't right right it's just like how do you do this it's weird you gotta layer it sorry i just i remembered something because of you talking about like men wearing pink you Mm -hmm. know everybody's wearing pink i remember i took a picture of I don't remember who this is. It's it's the guy who built the Taj Mahal. I don't know his name. Oh sure, the Prince or whatever his know. name yeah. is. Yeah, sorry I can't remember my head. but But uh, I have him here in a pink dress. I took a picture. Yeah, of it. uh, which is uh, why I was like, why did I think the Middle East had pink? And I was like, this is why. Yes, <laughs> they do. It's uh, even uh, today in India, it's like the way we think about something like navy blue uh-huh. is is more how they think of pink. It's it's unisex. It's uh, okay you can use it for formal occasions. Yeah. You can use it for like suits and traditional garb. Right, cuz I saw that and immediately was like you know the the people being like why can't men be men like in the old <laughs> days came up. I was like look at this beautiful man in his pink dress. I love him. I know. <laughs> he's he's the manliest man. He built the Taj Mahal, okay? He looks great. He looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, like, in general, um, Asia and the Middle East seem to have a much better connection with pink, which I yeah. think is partly due to available dyes that they have mm, that to, sense. to make those colors. Right. And possibly due to, like, I don't know, inspiration from nature, like the cherry blossom trees. Yeah, uh, That's nice. But, like, way, like, when people in European, like, Renaissance were like, if you add red and white, it makes a light red. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Whoa. And meanwhile, in Japan, it's like, it's a symbol for, like, samurai warriors who have been slain in battle. Yeah. Like, the beauty of nature. And mm-hmm. they're like, they're really getting into it. Yeah, of course, because it's pretty. And, and they and they come every year. They're always around. And Europe's like, you can mix paint. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow! The Renaissance—amazing—we're <laughs> being reborn. Did you know you could add white to colors and make them lighter? <laughs> you can make light ones. I don't know what we're gonna call it yet, but it seems like a big I deal. I don't know what we're gonna call. It. It's so strange <laughs> that they're using this color and they're not even like, "What do we call it?" You I, know, I cannot believe I got ready for this episode and I didn't look up the etymology of the word pink. When does so? Wait, can you tell me the date when like pink? We have the word pink when we know it's there. Um. I can if I quickly look up the etymology. Okay. So, pink noun adjective, uh, 1570s. Okay. Common name of dianthus, a garden plant of various colors. Word of unknown origin is perhaps from pink verb uh, via the notion of perforated or scalloped petals. Or perhaps it is from Dutch pink, meaning small, narrow, as in pinky. Oh. Uh, But that itself is obscure via the term. And I'm not going to get this because Dutch is like bad for English speakers. (laughs) Pink ugen, half-closed eyes, literally small Mm. eyes, which was borrowed into English in the 1570s. It may have been used as a name for that type of flower. Sure. Which has like small dots that look like eyes in it. Hmm. Cute. The noun meaning pale red color, red color of low chroma, high luminosity is recorded by 1733. Pink colored is recorded from 1680s. Okay. uh, Also from a flower. The adjective Pink is attested by 1720, so it's like so late. Yeah, it's like way as later. As an adjective, way later than you think it should be. Right. Uh, as an earlier name for such a color, English had "incarnation," meaning flesh color. Uh, so it had another flower uh, term. Yeah. Uh, from Latin word for flesh, but as we said, like flesh color is not quite pink. Yeah. Even if you have pink undertones, it's like... But you're not pink. It's I wouldn't <laughs> describe your tone as pink. No, it's like you're just <laughs> describing, like, skin. Yeah. Of some kind. Well, if you have pink skin, it's like you look like an alien. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting. I never thought of carnation, the flower, and words like incarnate. Yeah. Like the body being oh, reborn. It's all, like, it's to do with flesh color. Huh. And they use carnations when, you, like, they put the... Those are, like... Funeral flowers, right? I have no idea. I think so. Maybe. I don't know though. Maybe. We got to do an episode on flower languages too. Uh, let's see. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, so pink is a verb was earlier, but not for color. Meaning. All I can think of is punked. So then I'm like, you just got pinked. <laughs> you just got pinked. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Good to know. And there you have it. That's the episode. Done there you go thanks bye uh so yeah when they started making it to layer realistic faces Mm -hmm. painting in the renaissance because people painting other people realistically was new yeah i think i mentioned that but like i don't know science and awareness of what the body actually does is Mm -hmm. a very renaissance thing da vinci and so is like art and like Finding realistic or semi-realistic interpretations of it yeah. had not been the highest priority right. in forms of older art. Of course. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of that was like, you know, church-based, obviously. But mm-hmm. they're like, you don't get to touch dead bodies. And so we just don't know a lot about them because scientists aren't looking at them or artists aren't looking at them. Right. Yeah. Um, is Which book. is the whole thing with Da Vinci of, like, mm-hmm. working um, with people who, like, w- with the, like, morticians or whatever. And being yeah. like, hey, can I check that out? And, like, why his sketches are so interesting because they're so accurate mm-hmm. comparatively to everything else. He's really paying attention. Yeah, so when, like, historians look back at it, they're like, wow, you, this is actually right. And it's, <laughs> yeah. like, really good. Uh, heard- as opposed to when you look at older art and you're just like, this is not what people look like. This is not what horses look like. Yeah. This is weird. This is, like, a symbol of a horse. Like, when you look at Egyptian hieroglyphics or something, yeah. obviously, they know people don't look like that, but that's not the point of... Right. It's it's communicating. Yeah. It's, you know, writing in general. Or, like, yeah, when you see, like, cave paintings or something, and you're like, hmm. I guess this is a horse just because of how it looks. Yeah. Like, I can uh, understand uh, vaguely it's a horse. But uh, I, you know... It doesn't look like an actual horse. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like, wow, that's realistic. Yeah. Whoever made that was not <laughs> thoughtful of like making it realistic. Right. Whereas when you much. look at like, yeah, like, like the Mona Lisa looks like a person. Mm-hmm. She looks like a lady. Yeah. And she has undertones and she's got like little bags under her eyes and yeah.
1: her Feet, like good
0: like, features. And... Irises have like different colors in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So for a while, it took Renaissance Europe a while to be like, we should have should we have a word? Yeah. Huh. for flushed. Uh-huh. Or like a, the light color. Yeah. And it took them um, they like another few centuries to think of it. <laughs> they are like the cheek bits when it's colorful, what is it? What is it? What do we say? I don't know what we I say. I don't want to worry about it anymore. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh so in the in the 19th century, uh flashing forward a bit. Yep. Just a little bit. Uh, In the 19th century, there's uh, a big fascination with all things Japanese. Sure. Uh, In Europe. Yeah, in Europe. Uh, And that Japanese aesthetic. Japan finally opens to the West and there's a big... Everybody, Japanophiles. Everything's big, but they know pink Mm -hmm. way better than the West does. For sure. Uh, So pink's momentum suffuses a whole bunch of new art nice movements yeah so rococo impressionist right neo-impressionist it's not really gendered yet mm-hmm. it's more just uh it's kind of exotic yeah and like kind of weird <laughs> it's just so strange yeah Do you, like this color is exotic it's so i don't <laughs> know that people are finding ways to use it in new interesting ways yeah like oh it isn't just uh cheek color <laughs> Or, like, dye for my dress. It's like, oh, I can use this. Or, like, an undertone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this could be, like, uh, the main color of my sunset painting or something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just, like, really fancy satin dresses. Yeah. Or uh, makeup. It can be, like, art. And really graphic, bold art. Right. We were were talking about house stuff, which is part of why we were talking about, you know, you were saying, like, oh, things are relating because we're talking about things. Yeah. uh, To do with, like, moving because we move next month. So, I've been thinking a lot about, like, paint colors for the house and, like, mm-hmm. what I want to do in different rooms and, like, things. And uh, one of them is, I think I sent it to you. Um, I was, like, I bet people have done, like, watercolor wall paint. Yes. You know? Uh, and the one that I sent to you is, like, all pinks. Nice. Um Because it's just very vibrant and kind of, like, has a pretty flow to it. So, I'm, like, yeah, pink is really pretty for, like, painting stuff. There's a style of painting... I think mostly furniture uh-huh. that uses uh, like a pigment based uh, paint that's really easy to dilute with water mm-hmm. so the the way artists will use it is they'll like do big patches of color and then spray it with a water bottle okay, and just like let them mix like kind of smear yeah, like let it drip or smear yeah, or whatever. it's like I don't know, I love that it's very <laughs> very fun yeah post World War one, pink starts to get repackaged. And sold to people as more of a gendered thing. Okay. I think more strictly feminine. There's, I guess, kind of a myth about pink and like blue yeah that around the 1950s they just kind of flip yeah that's what I've heard uh but it's it's a lot more like back and forth sure it's something people like to argue about in little parent Those gossiping sides, things sides, yeah. yeah I mean that's usually how things go right mm-hmm. they don't usually dramatically flip to one side yeah. you know when, when we talk about like when our parties kind of flip um, profiles mm-hmm. it's over a long period of time and then it's just like this is the full like official switch of when we're decided that things are the way that they are now right uh so parents but forth. it's not sudden <laughs> yeah from like the late 1800s uh up to like yeah the 1940s 1950s yeah uh it's still like back and forth right because uh, the, the old way of raising children is not very gendered yeah uh kids just like wear white and yeah they, and they pretty much all wear dresses right because it's uh, just easier it's just easy pants. it's easy to clean it's easy to bleach yeah and uh you know they're not like real people yet anyway it's easy to like you know change their diaper if it's like they're in a <laughs> yeah. dress so you just lay them down and pull it up as opposed to like now i gotta pull off these pants and there's socks <sighs> and ugh. so much easier but they look so cute in their little pants. <laughs> They're like all tiny people. Little pants. Mm. One of the sites had a picture of uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. And Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It feels weird not to have yeah. the middle name. FDR. FDR. And uh, his, like, baby portrait. Yeah. And he has, like, long, he has a bob, like a 90s bob cut. <laughs> and he's so wearing cute. a dress with, like... Little little black shoes. I'm like, this looks exactly like my baby picture. Yeah, that's hilarious. You're like, (laughs) what? I could show you me posed in, like, this exact (laughs) position. This exact position. I think we're both, like, holding something. We're wearing the same shoes. (laughs) Nothing changes. Nothing changes. (laughs) Except that was a cute little boy who became a president, eventually. (laughs) Pink's in the... Interwar period become a little more packaged, a little more commercialized. Betweeny War, the Betweeny War. Mm-hmm. Some of the sources were like the art periods around that time aren't as pink focused. Uh, like sure. Like surrealism, abstract impressionism. They're very like primary colory kind of. Yeah. Or like black and whitey. Uh, not a lot of room for pink. But artists no. who are aligned with those movements, uh, especially like in fashion, make great advances with pink. Mm. So in uh, the nineteenth, late 19th century, uh, early 20th century, pinks become brighter and bolder because we invent new chemical processes to uh, set them, right. make them last a long time. Instead of like pastel pink, more like uh, Barbie pink, yes. vibrant, uh, saturated pink. Mm-hmm. Uh pale pink at that time becomes uh, – it's not something for rich people to wear. It's sure. something for poor people to wear. Yep. Uh, it's kind of back to that Middle Ages thing. It's like you tried to make good pink, but you didn't have the time or the money. Yeah, it's too diluted. So pale pink gets relegated to uh, like sex workers and oh, like yeah. the poor uh, couture fashion really embraces that bold pink. It's so weird because right now the vibe is like – In my opinion, generally, yes. Uh, In culture, the vibe is like pastels are like kind of very soft and like and youthful and Mm -hmm. like cutesy. There's a Uh, a, a so that it's hilarious that being associated with like sex workers at the time, yeah, you know, because it's like if you saw a sex worker in like a pale pink dress, I feel you'd be like interesting, interesting, Uh, because you expect them to, I don't know, be in more kind of. Yeah. Dark seductive colors, I guess. It's very like a soft, charming sort of color. Innocent. Yeah. Yeah. So then it seems like clashing with that idea. Some uh some people who research these things have a theory that pink gets uh feminized so strongly mm-hmm. because uh pastels of any kind are seen as not masculine Lower. enough. Yeah. Uh so like, you know, People there you go. Start wearing like dark brown suits and like dark navy suits. And yeah. No matter what kind of man you are, you're not wearing like a pastel mint right? anymore. Except now. <laughs> Except now, it takes hey, some hey. time to awaken your color magic. I love boys in cute pastel suits. Yeah. Or girls, bless. It's just like cute. Yeah.
1: This, Anybody.
0: It's just like cute. Uh, the couture house of Elsa uh, Schiaparelli are. Oh. Big movers and shakers. She was the nemesis of Coco Chanel, uh, and she invented. Who's a Nazi <laughs> who was a, a big. Um, she invented something called shocking pink. Yeah, the person you're time out, not yeah. Coco Chanel. Elsa. 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 Uh, in 1931, shocking she created pink. a new pink called shocking pink, uh, which is it's like bubblegum. Oh, interesting. I assumed it was gonna be more saturated. I mean it is. It's uh technically it's like a magenta with a little bit of white. Okay. Yeah. I, cause yeah, I was thinking kind of like fuchsia family, like yeah. Vibrant. It's uh yeah, I think Marilyn Monroe in uh like Men Prefer Blondes. I forget what that's called. Sure. Her movie when she does the big, The Big Dance Number <laughs> with all the men. Yeah. The big men folk, pop art in the nineteen sixties. Keeps kind of grooving with it. Yeah. Like in the in the 1950s, you get uh, it, pink becomes kind of classy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 1960s are like, no more of that classiness. Right. I'm ready for hot pink. I'm ready for miniskirts. Yeah. I'm ready for Elvis Presley's car. I'm ready for Andy Warhol's Marilyn. I'm ready for Marilyn's Marilyn. Hell, yeah. I'm ready to just like pop off. Uh, and then by the 90s, we hit that high watermark of pink equals girl. Yeah. By the '90s, it takes that long
1: to I mean, like, really
0: get in. I think that's the that's the high water mark. Okay, um, but it's it's pretty like peak. I think there's a time right. in in the '70s, like women's lib, kind of mm-hmm. sure gets into the baby clothes thing, and clothes tend to be a little more gender neutral, right, through like the mid '80s, and then it, it comes back. It's just so weird because because both of us are '90s kids, mm-hmm. it just seems like well that's just how it is because that's how it always is yeah you know like when you grow up and that's normal that's always normal like your brain doesn't say like i bet that happened recently Mm -hmm. you just get told like pink is for girls and you're like okay pink for girls great i guess that's the way of the universe uh but like 2010s uh pink becomes more neutral Sure. Again. So we have millennial pink, yep, which is bless. the term for the ubiquitous kind of rose quartz. hmm uh, mellow tone that is so successful on online social media campaigns. Yeah, that we like basically both of us have phone cases that are like that are rose goldy millennial pink. Yeah, <laughs> we're in it.
1: Uh, we're doing
0: it. Apple's first rose gold iPhone came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Bless. Uh, rose quartz, hotline bling. Uh, <laughs> hotline bling. Hell yeah. Anyone 40s and under. Um, is is really vibing with that pale pink? It's and good for uh, multiple genders, although I think it is still targeted more towards women. I think so. Yeah. You know, like that's why Glossier is pink, mm-hmm. and the branding is still trying to sell you something very strongly, just right. uh, in a slightly more. Although you know, to to that and, end, makeup is getting a lot more gender neutral as yes. far as like you know, anybody can wear makeup. So I think. Uh, it's very uh, it, it kind of like, you know, yeah. we're in the age of kind of like genders, like, Meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the most positive way. You, you can paint with the whole palette Guess if you what? want. Guess what? Who cares? Being a, a transitionary color like pink is just fine for us. Yeah. Because we're also many people in transition. <laughs> I, I did see something, I just have to say, where it was like stores are thinking about eliminating like men's section, women's section. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to shop near the dudes. <laughs> like, keep them <laughs> over there, you know? Get me away. Like, I I think anybody should be able to shop at any part of the store. Yeah. But I do like that they're kind of cordoned off over there. I'm over here. I know sometimes I yeah. go over there and be like, what do you got over here? Oh, you know? Wh- what do you got? What are you doing over here? What is that? Uh, But also, like, you know, women's clothes are more gender neutral anyway, I think, just naturally. Mm. Um because more emphasis is put on their fashion. Yeah. So then, like, they, I think more time is spent being, like, here's kind of more masculine cuts for you, whereas there's not a lot of that. the reverse for men's clothes. Yeah. You're like, here's a more feminine look. It's like, no, you have to go to the women's section. <laughs> so yeah. maybe they're like, could that be over here, or we could just not care? Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's, yeah, sure. Yeah. But our sizing is so different that I'm like, um. <laughs> Good luck, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wish you well. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Unless <laughs> you make it even, but then I'm also going to complain, because then I have to learn a new system. Yeah. And will it make more sense if we go with the men's system? Yes. But, like, will so, I complain about it? Yes. They'll make it weird. <laughs> they'll find a way. Let's make both of them worse if- <laughs> so it's equal. It's totally within fashion designers' power to create a uniform system of sizing. The mm-hmm. fact that they haven't done it maybe is for a reason, yeah. you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Anyway, so... <laughs> This is the part in my notes where I mentioned Legally Blonde, Oh which yeah. came out in 2001. Bless. Very early 2000s. Yeah. And I'm like, compare the use of pink in Legally Blonde to the use of pink in uh, Grand Budapest Hotel by Wes uh-huh. Anderson. Right. It's, uh, which, when did that come out? 2014? Much later, yeah. Yeah. So like a decade and a half later, mm-hmm. or a decade and a bit. Really flips people's perspective. Yeah. I don't know, Although sounds- I love how legally blonde uses it. It's great. You know? Because it's subverting the whole idea of it, right? That it's like... Yeah. Pink is for, like, like bimbo stu- girls. Stupid. Yeah, pink is very stupid feminine, color. so it makes you dumb. Mm-hmm. And then it's like... But she's, like, a genius. Yeah. And she's really smart. Well, like, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, because I had been, like, you know, considering taking the LSATs, and, like, I still might at some point. But uh, I was... I rewatched that for, like, one of my classes for my paralegal certificate because it was, like, one of the movies we were allowed to watch to look for, like, ethical violations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <it> was, like, <laughs> that's was, so fun. It was really fun. And, like, there were some that I was like, yikes, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> Not like that. Woof. That's bad. Um, which is ironic because it was also about the dog. So me saying woof is <laughs> a joke in and of itself, I guess, woof. on accident. Um, but... Uh, she gets a 179 on her LSAT, mm-hmm. and 180 is perfect. So yeah. I was just like, what? Because <laughs> I didn't know what LSAT scores were what, like when I watched it the first time. Like it's hard. Like it's hard. <laughs> like it's hard. Amazing. I, had a inter- I hadn't had thought of this, but uh, parental testing may have been another thing that really wedged the gender divide. because. Like taking parenting classes? Well, like being able to test the uh, sex of your child before they're born. Oh, yeah, so that you'd know the gender ahead of time. And you can buy all the girl things or all the boy things. Right. And with luck, you know, for the companies, Mm -hmm. your next child will be uh, the other gender. The other. Because then you buy all new stuff, a different sex, and then you can buy a whole new set of everything just in a different color. Right. And it's all, you know. Stupid. If you don't pick the right color, your child's going to turn out deviant or like yeah. And not Where, whereas well. like most of the time when I see bedrooms now, like nobody's picking pink or blue. Yeah. You know, you pick something that's kind of like neutral and light yeah. green, yellow. Um, I a neutral, even I guess just white, pale yellow. I off-white. see a lot more kind of. Um, Uh, Things that your kid would just like to look at. Like like we're going to paint like a portrait on this wall, Mm -hmm. you know, of like animals they like or like, uh, I don't know, like a nature setting or something. Right? It's so wild to make all those (laughs) big decisions when they're not like real yet. Yeah. And that, you know, because of like the potential for them being trans, it's like that's so much um, pressure to put on gendered things in general. Right. That it's like... You know, maybe just, like, be cool. (laughs) Like, don't make gender such a big deal, which is wonderful to be in an age where that's happening. Yeah, you can have whatever favorite color you want. Yeah. Um, It's just, like, kind of weird to try to brainwash people with colors. Yeah. Which brings us to our next topic. Oh, I have to say something real quick about that, though. (laughs) So I used to work at Menchie's, which is a uh, frozen yogurt shop. Mm -hmm. And every, you know, time we would get shipments of spoons— Mm, They would give us – they always had two colors of spoons, and it was various groupings of colors over time. Mm -hmm. Um, But often, because Menchie's colors are pink and green – like, those are their main, like, advertisement colors. It's what's in their, like, sign and stuff. Their brand colors. Um, They would be pink and green. And so then – and people would get to pick their spoon for whatever reason. Certain colors of spoons would be more popular. People would want blue more than they want yellow. So then we just have a lot of yellow, and mm-hmm. then we're not going to waste them. So then we just—I would just leave yellow in there and be like, "You have to take yellow." Uh, but people are so used to having choices that they yeah. wouldn't like that. Being, like, "Do you have other spoons?" And I'm like, "No,", no. Uh, and we do. I just don't want to open a new bag. Like no. we need to finish these ones. You don't get a special color <laughs> of plastic spoon. I know, and. Uh, and one time there was, like, a dad in there. This happened a few times with me. Whereas a dad with his son, and there was only pink spoons. Mm-hmm. And the dad, not the son, would ask me if it had a different color, and I'd be like, No. No. Or they'd ask me – one time they asked me, do you have a boy color? And I literally said, colors don't have genders. (laughs) These are the spoons we have. These are the spoons? And I'm sure he was very annoyed uh, because I was, you know, talking back when I'm at my customer service job. But I was just like, this is nonsense. Take a spoon. You're eating ice cream. Go away. Color is uh, (laughs) a societal norm. Yeah. And you have to be taught them. And, I mean, it's a – you know, just just shows kind of, like, the patriarchy thing of, like, how it, the second that something becomes feminized, it becomes bad for men. Yeah. It becomes, like, they can't—they have to avoid it at all costs if they want to keep their man card. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that's so dumb. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, why does uh, being feminine, quote-unquote, make you uh, a worse person? Yeah, like or why worse that, at your gender somehow. Why is it— Bad. It's just weird. Anyway, things that <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are already like, yeah, we know. Yeah, we agree. We we agree. We're not arguing with you. Right. We're nodding along and trying to figure out if you've hit symptom or not. <laughs> I don't think so. But Not me. Speaking of mind control. Yes. And pink. Uh, so I guess a while ago, one of the Kardashian kids painted her house pink or got... Someone to paint it for her, I'm sure. One of the adult Kardashian children? Yes. Okay. The, you know, our age-ish. Yeah. I, I just didn't know if you were talking. You said the Kardashian children and a lot of them have children. So then I yeah. was like, which ones? Okay. Not the grandkids. The, 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 the ones kids. that people watch. Yeah. Yeah. The ones who are like real people. She painted a very specific pink color okay. because she had been told by her friends that that color suppresses appetite. Oh. real? Not real? We're going to get into that. There's definitely – I've definitely heard things about colors suppressing appetite Mm -hmm. and, like, colors that do the opposite, right? That I've I've heard mostly that red makes you hungry, which is why a lot of companies use red, Mm -hmm. and that blue makes you – like, is the opposite, so it suppresses. And that's why they're like, eat it on a blue plate. And it's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Also, like, just concerned that you're that worried about your uh, eating – that you're, like, trying to trick yourself with color theory. Right. That's pretty bad, I think. So it's uh, <laughs> it's something a lot of companies pay a lot of money to research because, sure. you know, they don't want you to put an appetite-suppressing color in their McDonald's lobby. Of course. Uh, but pink has a slightly different trajectory. Okay. Uh, some some hard data, I'm finger. Hard finger. Data. Finger Quote. Bunny, bunny earring. Yep. Earrings is... Uh, on something called the pink effect, Mm. which is different from the pink tax or anything like that. The pink tax is not a tax on the color pink specifically, but just um, on women's things. Feminine products of many varieties happen to often be pink because of gender norm thingies like Uh you're talking about. To be like, this is for women. Yeah. And then they (laughs) always cost more and are worse. Like the... I don't know. Like big pens. Yeah. They're like... big for women. For women. Like women can't use regular pens. Yeah. <laughs> or like razors that are worse. Razors are the biggest thing, yeah. Oh. And they're always worse. And they always like cost more. Uh, but the pink effect, in the late 60s, mm-hmm. uh, a guy named Alexander Schaus, who's director of life sciences... At the American Institute for Biosocial Research in Tacoma. Hey. Hey, local. That's near where we live. Local. At Washington. Um, I think he's there now. I'm not sure if that's what he was doing at the time. Did uh, a lot of research on cool. psychological and uh, physical responses to uh, color. Okay. Uh, and he had—he was inspired by earlier research from a Swiss uh, psychiatrist, Max mm. Lucher, who found... Uh, in his studies, that color preferences provided useful data about someone's personality. Oh. And that, like, the way someone reacted and responded to color seemed to fluctuate. And he's like, maybe mm-hmm. that's tied to uh, their inner mental state or their sure. hormone fluctuations. Interesting. Uh, color choice, he said, seems to reflect emotional state. Uh, so, I mean, I would love to take a test of—I like all personality tests, so give it—let like, Make let me do it. Put it on BuzzFeed. Put it on the I internet, will, I'll I do it. I will take it. My favorite color is purple. Tell me what it means. I will take it. I really like wearing gray. What does that mean? So, of course, the next step, uh, Schaus then asked himself if you can uh, reverse engineer it. So yeah, you can, like, make people feel certain things yeah, with you, the colors. Can you influence Can people? you control the human brain? Can you control people's emotions and endocrine system mm. by putting different— Their endocrine system. It's just your hormones. Yeah. Uh, it just, just like- sounds so dramatic, like, I'm controlling <laughs> you from inside <laughs> with the colors. It is just, like, whack to the table. Oh, you're fine. Uh, yeah could varying wavelengths of light received <laughs> by the eye it's such weird batman villain trigger stuff trigger profound and mad rainbow, rainbow man <laughs> the rainbow avenger <laughs> i cast yellow light on all of these people and now they're lethargic and won't do their work there's huh? a batman superman uh Affectionate parody on the Venture Brothers called uh-huh. Captain Sunshine, <laughs> who is voiced by the same guy who voiced Batman in like the '90s cartoon. Oh, fun. so it's very like nostalgic and cute yeah. that he did that. But everything in his house is sun and rainbows. That's adorable. So that's definitely him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the villain. Yeah, controlling people. Uh, so that's the study. That uh, our new guy in Tacoma uh-huh. is like, I want to study that and see if it's actually true. Can sure. we control people's mind with color? Thank you. Uh, and of course, so early tests in 1978. This is where uh, the reference to COVID testing, I'm like, that reminds me like anything that begins with scientific testing in the 70s uh-huh. is like probably bad. Uh oh. Uh oh. You should go, uh oh, in <laughs> yeah, your brain? That's mm-hmm. not good. Uh Uh-oh. That's before they have ethics. Are we... Yeah, they haven't invented ethics yet. (laughs) Nope. The Greeks, like, sort of invented ethics, and then we forgot it for, like, a million years. They haven't invented scientific ethics, (laughs) specifically. Scientists don't need ethics. They're, like... They're too busy thinking about what can we do and not... How is this terrible for human beings? That, that ship put them through. has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> too late. We've already invented the bomb. It's too late. Mm-hmm. Colors are nothing. Just deal with it. Let's just ruin people's <laughs> minds with color, with rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be amazing. What if we can use it in the war? The next in war. The war. World well, War III. Uh, so he observes the color. Uh, could affect muscle strength. Could... Uh, Energize certain patients. Okay, uh, it even seemed to uh, influence your like cardiovascular system. Okay, uh, and he he it starts, seems so hard to prove. It does, doesn't it? Like, how are you sure that that's the thing? Yeah, I um, I'd be interested to find his original studies and see. What his methods were. Yeah. Because Especially if this was done in the 70s. Because you can bet other people have replicated it. Sure. And we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he starts experimenting on himself. That's not good. Bad science. Bad science. <laughs> bad science. Bad ethics. Bad everything. <laughs> bad. Uh, but soon he, he comes upon a certain shade of pink that has the most uh, powerful effect mm. that he can find. He labels it... Power pink. <laughs> P618... So boring. I should have said power pink. You should have. Uh, And it was noted uh, in the experience just by staring at a small card printed with that color, Mm. uh, especially after, like, doing intense exercise. Uh, There would result, quote, a marked effect on lowering the heart rate, pulse, and respiration as compared to other colors. So after exercising, if you stared at that Mm. color versus other colors. It like uh, chills you out. It would like chill you out faster. So weird. So in 1979, Schaus managed to convince the directors of a a naval correctional facility in Washington State to paint uh, their cells pink for the prisoners. Oh, uh, to they all starved to death because <laughs> they, they all... never ate food. Uh, the, Their hearts all stopped because it was just so powerful. It slowed them down to the, nothing. I should say the shade of pink <laughs> is peptobismal, Interesting. That is basically what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. It's very, like, bubblegum, Nicki Minaj lipstick. Upset stomach diarrhea. Upset stomach diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look, there we still have a... Pictures of yeah. these cells in this prison. So you it should just looks, stare at Pepto Bismol. Yeah, honestly. Mm. Just like pour some Pepto just on a look table. At it. Just kind of roll your face in it. <laughs> Meditate inside of Meditate. it. Meditate. <laughs> Sorry, they have pictures of the cells. And it honestly looks super dope. Sure. Like it looks like an influencer uh moved into a prison <laughs> <bedroom>. <laughs> and just painted it all pink. It just painted like these like uh Concrete brick walls, pink. Like, it's like pretty. actually, looks really uh, fashionable. Oh, good. Which is like, man, we've come quite a bit. You put this in a prison to like control inmates, and I'm like, that looks like an Instagram <laughs> in a, like bedroom fashion. Where are the succulents? I don't. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and, succulent. and the fairy lights. Yeah, I'm missing something. Uh, so you need to accessorize. You need to accessorize. accessorize. Uh, um, so they they painted confinement cells pink. It's weird. Uh just to like figure out if it had any effect on prisoners. I just uh just doing random experiments on prisoners. You're like, "Well, we have them," I guess. This is 70, 79. Yeah. Yeah. Like aren't they suffering enough? Aren't they aren't they suffering enough at this naval correctional facility? Jeez. Yikes. <sighs> uh but they're they're painted. It wasn't uh popular. It wasn't <laughs> They're like, "We hate it." Popular uh prison officials That's weird. and prisoners and everybody uh, you know it's it's a it's a woman's color, sure. And you're yeah in a military facility. So even the people who worked there as guards or, you know, yeah, management like, I don't are like, like it. Eh, it's like girly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to to commemorate their bravery and painting their prison, mm-hmm. uh, Schaus named the color after uh to the prison directors, Mm. so it's also called Baker Miller Pink. I'm sure they love that. Yeah, I hope so. So at the correctional facility, rates of violence did drop. Okay. uh, Before and after pink exposure were... Now they're just talking about the pink, and they all agree that it's bad. So they just gave them a unifying enemy, (laughs) the pink color. The pink. Makes perfect sense. According to the Navy's report about it, uh, since the initial... Uh, the initiation of this procedure, there have been no incidents of erratic or hostile behavior during the initial phase of confinement. Uh, they found as little as 15 minutes in uh, exposure to the pink. Pinkled them. Uh, the pink void seemed to uh, have an effect on lowering prisoners' aggression, mm. uh, which isn't so really very long. Pink should be men's color. Yeah, calm down, calm down. Forced color. (laughs) This will calm you down. Uh, They have go to your pink room. Confinement cells there that I guess are still pink. Mm, Uh, That's fun. In in spite of that success at that location, uh, military use has been limited. (laughs) Shocking. Uh, I mean, one instance doesn't really, uh, (laughs) yeah, make the data. You know, Uh, apparently it's. it's I don't know. This is not. That's not controlled. Yeah, it's so non-controlled. <laughs> it's just like there's so many other factors. It's not. No, it's not good science. No, but uh, it was good enough that a number of tanks during Desert Storm were colored pink. Outside or inside? I think outside. Hmm. Seems weird, but I don't know. Wouldn't you do it on the inside? I just that's where they are. Don't the tanks need to be the color of the land so they are hidden? I don't know. Maybe hmm. maybe inside. Maybe it was like a soldier experiment. I just—that's just what makes more sense. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, But like, why is it tank pink? (laughs) So if you ever go into, they're trying to get the enemy to lower their aggression. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Calm down. They're they're like, now that I've been staring at it for 15 minutes, I feel a lot calmer. Maybe we shouldn't attack them. Troops in Desert Storm (laughs) just put up a huge billboard with pink on it. It's so funny. Calm down. Calm. Calm down. Now let us shoot you. (laughs) Now surrender. should now surrender. You are now weak because of pink. We weakened you with the pink <laughs> rays. So if uh, if you ever pink go to an old or like a building that hasn't been updated and it's like a hospital or a drunk tank and it's, at pink. A, and it's pink, that's why. Weird uh because it was it was just suggestive enough, people were like, That might work. We should try it. Gosh. People are so easy to trick in the seventies. Uh this is why you could commit crimes and just move to a different town. Remember how we said one of the Kardashian children? Seventies. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a pinky. Mm-hmm. Uh so Baker Miller Pink was after that, studied uh, by a team at Johns Hopkins University. Yeah. So it's no longer just a guy experimenting on himself with flashcards. Sure. Is like Johns Hopkins, mm. the the big boy league. I love that you said it like people are easy. I said people are easy to trick in the seventies, and then you were like, you know, Kardashians are doing it. I'm like, I don't go to Kardashians for my scientific <laughs> ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I literally go to them for nothing. So I, I go there to confirm that things are not correct. <laughs> I'm like, "What are they doing? Do the opposite." Uh, but uh, a particular tendency toward appetite suppression—that's mm-hmm. uh, what they. That's John where that Hopkins comes from. They're that. like, people don't seem to eat as much when they look at this. It stops that di- pepto-bismol. it's upset stomach, diarrhea. Pepto Bismol. It's Pepto I wonder if that's why it's that color. If like the color is supposed to help, I don't know. We've talked about the weird chemicalness bismuth. of bismuth, yeah, pink bismuth. It's very, it's a very interesting and odd. If you Google uh, bismuth, thing. it's wild. It's wild. It's so pretty. It's wild. And then you're like, this isn't Pepto Bismol, yeah, because my dad has a knockoff brand that's just called pink bismuth. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's what it is. And you can extract bismuth from Pepto Bismol if you yeah. have enough of it. It's weird. I've watched. Chemists on YouTube do it. They're like, I can get pure bismuth crystals from this Pepto Bismol. Such nerds! My God, you're a nerd. You like just drink it if you have a bad stomach. It's very cute. (laughs) It is cute, but no. Um, Once it's in the lab, you can't drink it. You can't drink lab supplies. it's, It's true. If you not if, if you're a good doctor some of these doctors are <laughs> definitely drinking their own lab supply they yeah they're on their uh, own stuff <laughs> and then they're measuring it because they think that's science, but yeah, I'm wondering like if that's part of what it is because the whole point of Pepto-Bismol is to like help you with your upset stomach mm-hmm. so you definitely don't want to eat more yeah so they're like maybe if it's pink you like the right pink you just won't I don't know and just like just like looking at it will help, let alone like using it yeah I wonder possible possible um. So they, when they were researching or trying to confirm or deny uh, the results of the previous tests, they're like, it also seems to do this, reduce uh, appetite, which yeah. um, very you know coincidental because they also happen to be studying researches for. Um, Weight loss. Oh, how weird. How weird happened into this. How weird that you found the thing you were looking for. Yeah. That you really wanted. It's not like Viagra where they were like, we hope that it helps your heart or whatever. And they're like, oh, it (laughs) helps other stuff for sure. Like, way too much. Yeah. I had to go to surgery. Does the blood flow, the blood flow is better. You are right. (laughs) Uh, The Santa Clara County Jail painted. All their cells pink. Hmm. Uh, in late 1979, they were like, "Stop eating so much." <laughs> in a in a rush, <sighs> they they maybe went overboard, mm. and this is kind of funny to me, just because like, wow, uh, maybe you should have like tested this. Sure, because uh, officials painted a holding cell pink uh, and just immediately put people in there. You know, you know, maybe it'll calm them down. It'll sure. be fine. Uh, and they left them in there for a few hours. Okay. Uh Which ended with prisoners scratching the paint off the walls trying to get it off. Oh, that's Uh, not good. With their fingernails. That's not, uh, that's pretty aggressive. That's like a lot for pink. That's not calming them, it doesn't seem. That's not, no, there's something bad in that. They're (laughs) pretty upset. That pink is too strong. That's yellow wallpaper vibes. I don't like that. So they then had to create procedures where prisoners couldn't be in there more than 15 minutes. Like they had to limit exposure, or don't do it. To what? <laughs> Sometimes people are like, "What if we, we can edit this to still make it work?" And it's just like, just stop doing it. Yeah, you know how things were like pretty f- okay before. Like maybe they weren't great because clearly you were trying to solve something. Right, but um, doable. Yeah, seventies and eighties, I, they were desperate. Yeah. Sure. I mean... What if color can fix our whole life and it's like, no. What if if we can mind control people with wallpaper? No. Probably not. No. That's not the weirdest thing someone had a thought of in the 70s. Definitely not, but... By a long shot. The answer is no. But... (laughs) I've seen no good proof that it does anything. Appears to be no. These people are already under intense stress, prisoners. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so them wanting to, like, rip down the pink... (laughs) is probably just them being like, how long do I have to be in here? What's right. going on? I hate this color. Other, other uses. Color was used in a California VA uh, mental hospital. Okay. In a San Bernardino youth clinic. Sure. Uh, one patient who had, like, no improvement, no matter what they were doing under normal circumstances, uh, was put in a pink room where within six minutes he calmed, was heard crying, and was seen sitting in the middle of the room, Calmed. I mean— So there's there's anic- Good. It's very anecdotal. Right, because I'm just like—there's a thing, too, of this where it's just like—I think answers both of these two things of that where it works and then the men who are in there too long where it doesn't work, that it's just like—this is just like shocking and confusing. yeah. And, like, maybe that reminded him of, like, something in his past mm-hmm. that had, like, hit him in a specific place and that calmed him down and, like, whatever. All extremely responsible scientific thoughts. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> I couldn't get access to some of the scientific studies uh-huh. that are more current because right. they're behind science paywalls. paywalls. Yeah. Uh, they don't want you to know they don't want how, how you to mind to, control people. They're trying to keep they're secrets. Like, pay me first. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll tell you how to do it. But... Of course, they mention that individuals might have a very different response to colors, yeah. Of course, based on what has happened to them in their life, but also uh, because it is so gendered, mm-hmm. as you know, especially like eighties, seventies. Yeah, yep. we're not in the modern day. People, men can't just like wear pink polos, right? Yet, without being like disco goopies, yeah. <laughs> which racism and homophobia will squash. Yes, given time, we'll get it. Yeah. Uh, it could just be that they're infuriated because they feel it's emasculating. Sure. Is another hypothesis some people have. Makes sense. Uh, Especially for them, like, tearing down the walls or whatever. Right. They like, they think you're trying to belittle them. And yeah. And so they're getting mad. They think you put us in the girl room. Right. Like, why did you put us in a girl room? Mm-hmm. I'm not a girl. What are you trying to say you're about me? You're trying to say I'm too emotional. And so then they start ripping down the walls. Are you and saying you know, I'm like, that's pretty emotional. Are you Are saying I'm a girl? <laughs> Being a girl is terrible. It's 1979. Yep. I hate this. Boo. Uh this is wild though. News this you know, same thing. It's kind of a viral color. People mm-hmm. hear about it, they're like, Oh my gosh, you hear there's a color that makes you calm down and like makes you weaker and like <laughs> it's so weird. Less able to do things. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it's so weird how like colors and like fruits and stuff have like fads. Yeah. Where it's just like this is our new vegetable it's that totally we care about. Fad. It's like that's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. It's it it reminds me a little bit of like colored lenses. Yep. In glasses. Like, if you wear uh, yellow lenses, it'll make you happy. Uh-huh. It'll block this blue light from hurting you. Like, I get if you're trying to block a specific color. Sure. But there's no... I don't like, think it'll there's... improve your mood. Yeah. It's like, what? Why? Or like Explain it to me. It's very mood ring <laughs> Yeah. And very, like, I don't know, just because you wear rose-colored glasses doesn't mean it's going to force you to be happier. Mm -hmm. Explain it to me like I'm five. How does that work? (laughs) And they're like, "Uh, you know, but uh, prettier. It's wild. In the early 1980s, Uh uh, Colorado State, uh, visiting team football, locker rooms, oh, at Iowa and Colorado State, were painted pink. The, like, rival team? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In an effort... To uh, like sneakily control the visiting team, emasculate mind, them, uh, sap their energy, their strength. So stupid. <laughs> and you like kind of see how it's like. There's no way this isn't gendered on the part of the researchers. Oh, hundred percent. Well, and they're all men. And they're all men. <laughs> and the people and who only using are using it on men. It's like um, <sighs> they found a high potency dose of the feminine, and they're using it against each other like and a it's laser like- gun. And none of them are thinking, maybe this is because of the gendered nature of the color. Yeah. They're just like, I unlocked a secret power of colors. hmm And a woman would have been like, oh, it's because they think you're emasculating them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, because they're like, this is feminine. And they found that uh, as often as not, the other team would just get more uh, more passionate, more angry, and would come out you're even like, more You're like hyping ready. them up because now they feel like insulted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Now they feel like we're going to defeat you because you were rude to us. Yeah. Wild. A rule was passed by the Western Athletic Conference that both locker rooms had to be painted the same color. It should! Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... Just for the sake of, like, yeah. Pink is now a controlled substance in sports. <laughs> they're like, yours is going to be pink, too. And they're like, no, no, we'll make it white again, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of other, like, you know. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I mean, not even versus just pink, but, like, I can go in there and paint it, like, the ugliest color possible and be like, be sad. <laughs> <laughs> be sad. This is, this is the color that makes you sad. Uh, kind of before the gender divide, when people are kind of flip-flopping, uh, like you were saying earlier, red is, like, passionate. And it's color of blood mm-hmm. and war, and pink is just a lighter version. Uh, yeah. So, once again, the dulled version. it's completely... Whatever you're taught to believe. They're mm-hmm. so like, boys should wear the strong color, pink. Yes. And blue is so dainty, so girls should wear it. Uh-huh. So it's like, is that what they were trying to do to men then to make them weak? Or yeah. is it just like kind of in your mind? hmm Is it just kind of in your mind? It's just all in your head. Do you think your power is sapped by looking at certain wavelength colors? It's so strange. Do you know that it doesn't appear to be correct? And, like, the appetite thing doesn't surprise me that they would do that because, I mean, you've seen all – you know, there's so many things for weight loss that are just the dumbest thing I've ever heard, you Mm -hmm. know, because people are so, like, obsessed with, like, controlling, you know, that. Which, like, you know, as an overweight person, I understand. Mm -hmm. But it's also just like, you know, nobody should do that. Don't look up the color to be like, this is going to help me with my weight loss. It's like – Examine why you're going to such great lengths just for that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a uh, concerning. Yeah. One comment was like it's possible that it just acts as a reminder to her because she specifically chose Associates this color. It with that. She's made the association. So yeah. when she looks at her walls, she's like, Oh, eat less. Uh, but that doesn't sure. mean that doesn't mean the color is making her do it. Yeah. Or is actually uh, controlling her in any way it's something right. that she herself is doing just as a person who's like you know been on diet since i was like a kid it just that's like not triggering i guess but it's just very like oh yeah gross you know yeah. like diet culture is so gross and weird it's very gross like you have to surround your you make a cell of your own making yeah specifically uh, <laughs> i go to this room to not eat it's mm-hmm. like oh that's terrible this seems uh seems terrible but uh Yeah. Oh, I have a picture of the, the prison. Oh yeah, it's pretty cute. It's like cute. It's very though. pale. For some reason I thought it was gonna be a, a bit darker. Some of them do seem darker. Sure. Uh might just be a difference in photograph. It's very pastel though. Mm hmm. And I don't know like how this is like what the color's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, that's a little darker. Like a little uh, deeper. It's possible they've uh kind of worn out. For over sure. over the decades, or you know, I'm sure they have to repaint, so it might have become a different color eventually as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but people have tried to replicate the results of the original uh-huh. things, and they're like, doesn't seem to be there. Doesn't seem to do it though. We've done a rigorous uh, study and found no evidence that the yeah. color reduces aggressiveness. We've we've, uh, we've spent a lot of time doing proper scientific double blind studies, and uh, the answer is no. Uh, We found that the answer is no. Nothing is conclusive, so this was nonsense. Curiously, (laughs) uh, uh, in 2011, a Swiss psychologist, Daniela uh, Spath, wrote about uh, her own experience with a slightly cooler shade of pink. Okay. uh, Which she called cool-down pink, and she applied it to cell walls in 10 prisons all over Switzerland. Okay. Uh, and this was a four year study. Prison guards reported less aggressive behavior in prisoners who were placed in pink cells. Mm. Uh, she found that inmates seemed to be able to relax more quickly. Uh, it might, you know, and she's like, yeah, we could use it in schools and sure. therapy sessions and psychiatric units. Uh, one British newspaper, though, in Not surprised. Reported that prison guards were happy with the effects, but the prisoners were not. Yeah. Uh, The newspaper interviewed a Swiss prison reformer who said it was degrading to be held in a room that looked like a little girl's bedroom. Mm. So it's like, is it helping or is it just uh, causing them psychological torment? torment? Yeah, to where they behave differently. (laughs) Is it just humiliation? (laughs) Yeah, right, which is like... Honestly, I would be worried about that for, like, more th- – things they might do more drastically mm-hmm. because they're offended. Yeah. You know, like, maybe in the moment it makes them less aggressive because they feel ashamed or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would be worried that, like, they're going to hold on to that for later and they're mm-hmm. going to be like, Witch Guard put me in here again, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. or something. Because it's, it's... – Yeah, it isn't like – I think the difference between – you know, what com- What color would be good for my company to send a message that we're dependable and steadfast? Yeah, Maybe right. it should be blue versus uh, pink is already very controversial. Mm-hmm. It already has a strong message uh, attached. And I don't think it's doing what you think it's doing. Or it's having a result that you like, mm-hmm. but the method is harmful. Yeah. It just like to the subjects. I don't know if the color works like, yeah, I don't think it works like you think it does. No, you're, you're using like the cultural uh, nature of the color to psychologically manipulate people. I would be curious to see uh, how this works in non-Western cultures. I also want to see how it works in a women's prison. Yeah. Like, does it? Does it do anything? <laughs> does it help <laughs> with people who are humiliated by it? Yeah, if we did it that way, then maybe we could see like, is it? gendered or not Mm -hmm. because they're always doing this with men yeah uh if it happens to women i will entertain it as an argument maybe it is the color Mm -hmm. but uh doesn't sound like you've really you're not really trying about it no yeah you're just doing it the i don't know it just you know i sounds like you want an easy answer (laughs) of how to control people there's so many yeah right like in and of itself it's like gross but there's and there's so many just like scientific studies like that, you know, quote unquote scientific studies, mm-hmm. where it's like you're not using the scientific method correctly and then you're just reporting things as if they're facts Yeah, from a like source that people are supposed to rely on and then uh, just muddying the waters of like what's, you know, true and real. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I read this in a scientific journal and it's like, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm poking holes in it the whole time because I'm seeing very obvious flaws and like very obvious answers. But for people who don't do that or like don't have that mindset, it's like this is not good to do. Like please certain, stop. Certain influencer celebrities, for instance, who hear uh-huh. that a color makes you calm and, and makes then, you then they lose spread weight. that to like a ton of people <laughs> who now think that. And yeah. then like all these diet companies are gonna make their pills that color or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, ugh. It it's all about the money. Mhm. It's all about the money. Ooh, hate it. And I'm I'm sad the pink shouldn't make people humiliated. Yeah. No uh, color should humiliate you. It's uh, It's just colors. It's just colors. But unfortunately it does. And that's uh yeah. That's the happy history <laughs> <Yay>. of pink. <laughs> I'm actually curious because statistically men are so much more colorblind than women. Mhm. Um but they have like What's the what's the normal one? It's like red green color blindness, is that what it is? Red blue, like yellow purple. I don't remember what the colors are, yeah. like that they're generally colorblind to. But I'm wondering if like that's that has anything to do with like the colors of like this is for men and this is for women maybe that they're like I like this color cuz I can see it really good. I don't know. <laughs> and other ones I can't or I don't know. Because it's like you know, it doesn't seem to be a factor over time. Sure, because it how it flips. Because right, it flips. But I don't know. People who are colorblind email us. Yeah, I'm also curious if like, I'm assuming color people, colorblind people get embarrassed by like saying the wrong color. <laughs> yeah, which you shouldn't. You know, who yeah. cares? Um, But like, people are probably rude and like, no, that's not purple. It's blue. Yeah. Whatever. Some of the video um, game people that I watch yeah. are colorblind, and sometimes the chat will be like. Oh, do you mean that yellow button? It's uh-huh. Like, is it, No, it's purple. <laughs> Shut up, leave chat. me alone. <laughs> Shut up. You're trying to trick me. Um there's a TikTok trend where you see the colors they put into like paint to mix it and then you guess what yes, color it's gonna be. I love those videos. And uh Alyssa was showing me one. Or telling me about one, I think I don't think she showed me, where the this guy is colorblind. Oh. And so he's trying to do it, but he's, like, always wrong, yeah. right? Because he can't tell what the colors are. And so then – and he did one where he was, like, okay, you're putting in this, putting in that. And he's, like, wait, I always think it's this color, but people told me it was a different one. So I'm going to say that that's actually, like, yellow, you know, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't look yellow to me. And so he's, like, so – I'm going to guess that it's going to be light blue, and they open it, and he's like, oh, it's purple. And it was light blue. Like he was right. <laughs> but to him, it was wrong. So he there's, was like, oh, man. There's no winning. So close. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. But at some point, you can just pretend you're right every time. Just be like, yeah. it's, mm, it's purple Ooh, to me. nailed it. Yeah. Ooh. In my eyes, it's right. <laughs> it's I see purple. <laughs> no, he's too soft. So he's like, oh, he I messed up. Too lawful. And it's like, <laughs> you're right, though. And I'm just like, that's just beautiful. But, yeah, it just makes me curious if, like, I always wonder with that with, like, Mia you know, they say, like, men, women are colorblind. So then, like, when you're trying to describe colors, that men kind of do very basic words, whereas women might be more specific. And I wonder if that's also partially because they don't want to be wrong. So then they're mm-hmm. like, let me just use more generic words yeah. so that it's more kind of catch-all. <laughs> Orange. You know? Blue. Blood or Yeah, and you're like, no, it's vermilion. It's red. <laughs> it's red. It's effing red. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening today. Thank you for teaching me about the pink, Haley. Yeah, the really upbeat, happy. Woo! <laughs> Let's just go party. Let's Yay, get some Pepto Bismol. <laughs> Yay! This episode was sponsored by Pepto Bismol. No. <laughs> sponsored by diarrhea. <laughs> That would be amazing. Not diarrhea, Pepto-Bismuth. <laughs> diarrhea that. came to us with a, a offer too good to refuse. We had to do it, so what are you going <laughs> to do? had to reach for that Pepto. <laughs> that pink Bismuth. Get that Pepto to put the pep-bapt in uh, your bow. <laughs> you can email us at hysterical history podcast at com. Tell us about it, what things look like if you're colorblind or, like, if you know stuff about yeah. pink or... What's your favorite color, and what do you think it says about you? Especially if you are not from, like, Western Europe or North America, what do you associate with pink? Yeah. What colors do you use for pink in your language? Do you use colors to control people? Which ones, and what do they do? (laughs) Have you tried to mind-control your neighbors and friends with colors? (laughs) We, like, paint the back of our house a specific color for those neighbors. Uh, Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed learning about this color. And uh, have a good day. Have a good day. Ball. Gonna paint a ball pink. I can draw myself.